Welcome to Go For It, everybody. Talking sports, having a little fun doing it. Want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you're going to get a heavy dose on my opinion. So let's let's get right down to it. I mean, there's a lot to talk about this week. Obviously, we got championship weekend in the National Football League. A lot of great football uh, last week, and you're going to get some good football this week. Obviously, you know, last week you had Brady and Breeze. Um, last week, you know, you had Drew uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs against the Browns, which was an interesting game, very close game, a game that probably would not have been close if Patrick Mahomes uh, doesn't get hurt. But, there's, you know, there's a lot of things to get to. Again, a lot of great football. So let, let's get started. Buccaneers, um, Packers at this point, Brady versus Rodgers. I mean, this is a matchup that obviously, you know, we we, we all like great quarterback playing. We thought we would get great quarterback play last week when we saw Brady against Breeze, and we didn't get good quarterback play in that game. That game wasn't about quarterback play. That game was about other things. That game was about defense. Tampa Bay Buccaneers forced uh, four turnovers. That game was about the running game, Fournette and, and Ronald Jones getting over 100 yards together collectively. I mean, that's what that game was about. But we came in, the thought was Brady and Breeze. And Brady wasn't that great, and, and Breeze wasn't that great. Brady ultimately got the job done, two touchdowns through the air, uh, one touchdown on the ground. But he wasn't that great, 18 for 33, 199 yards. But that is a very good Saints defense, and that's a D, one of the better defenses in football. So, you know, for him to be able to do what he did in that particular game was impressive. You know, not impressive, but he did the job. He got the job done. And Drew Brees, on the other hand, it was a struggle. Three picks for Drew Brees. Obviously, he was not – he couldn't get the ball down the field. It was clear, and, and we found out – a few days later, why he couldn't get the ball down the field. The guy was playing with a torn rotator cuff. So you're playing with a torn rotator cuff. You, you're not going to have – it's going to be very difficult for you to throw the ball down the feet. And it was clear that the Saints didn't want to throw the ball down the field because Drew Brees wasn't able to do it. And you got James Winston, who ultimately is the longest pass in the game for the Saints, and it was maybe the best pass in the game for the Saints. Obviously, Traquan Smith was wide open, but he hit Traquan Smith in stride, and ultimately Traquan Smith – rolled and walked into the end zone. But, you know, you look at Drew Brees at the time, his shoulder obviously wasn't right, as we found out later. His ribs obviously aren't right, as we found out, you know, as we know throughout the course of the season, came back from those, that rib injury. That wasn't right. So there was a lot of things not right about Drew Brees. But give a lot of credit to that Buccaneers defense that forced all those turnovers, four turnovers. Give credit to that Buccaneers defense that was playing some big-time football and helped. Tampa Bay win. They scored 21 points off those four turnovers. So they made those turnovers count. They turned those turnovers into points. And ultimately, them turning, taking those turnovers and turning them into points helped them win that particular game. So we look at now this week. Obviously, now you have Brady against Rodgers. Obviously, now you have, again, two great quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind putting up big-time numbers throughout the course of the season. He's playing ridiculous football. You know, Tom Brady, again, it's, it's Tom Brady. He's playing still at an elite level and put up some big-time numbers as well. So, again, two legendary quarterbacks, both quarterbacks who will end up in Canton one day. So you like these type of matchups when you can see great quarterback play in this particular game. And that's what you're hopefully going to see. The weather could be interesting. Could be some, a, a snowy situation out there in Lambeau. So that can make things interesting. But we know Brady, 
He's played in that before. He knows what it takes to win there. And we know Rodgers. He's played in that before, so he knows what it takes to win in those adverse conditions. So we look at this now. And these two teams played in the regular season. And Tampa Bay beat them up in that regular season, 38-10. to 10. And, and But I'm not going to read too much into that. Just like when the Saints beat up the Buccaneers 38-3 to 3 in that game in the regular season, I didn't read too much into that. And I'm not going to read into uh, the Buccaneers' 38-10 to 10 victory over the Packers in the regular season. I'm not going to read too much into it. Here's what I'll say. Tampa Bay was able to run the ball effectively in that particular game, over 100 yards in that game. That's something to keep your eye on. And it was Aaron Rodgers' worst game through two picks, including a pick six in that game. So it was his worst game of the of his season. It was arguably Green Bay's worst game of their season, their lowest points of the season, 10. So you look at all that and, and you say to yourself, okay, all right, I don't know how much I can read into that. Because, again, we got guys who, who you know, we, we got Green Bay who played their worst game. And it might have been Tampa's one of Tampa's better games of the season. I'm not going to read too much into that. But here's what I'll say. Can this Buccaneers defense come up big like they did uh, last week? Can they do it again? I mean, it, it's hard for me to believe or, or think that Aaron Rodgers can throw three interceptions. He did throw two in the regular season against this team. But it's hard for me to believe that Aaron Rodgers can throw three interceptions the way Drew Brees did last week. That's a little difficult for me to see and understand and, and think could happen. I, I can't see that happening. That that's something to for me. I I can't see happening. It's a possibility, sure. Anything is possible, but I, I can't see Aaron Rodgers, a guy who's only thrown five interceptions in the regular season, uh, throw three picks the way Drew Brees did. But hey, it's going to be a little. The weather is going to be interesting. I mean, so anything is possible. When you got the slow, you got the snow out there, you got the cold, you know, a lot of things can happen. That football can move around, can slip around and, and, and do a lot of different things and make a lot of different movements and so on and so forth. So anything is possible in terms of that. But, but, you know, this Aaron Rodgers is playing elite. And it's hard for me to think that Aaron Rodgers would play otherwise in this particular game, especially in Lambeau. Now, Tampa, you know, they're not going to have uh, Antonio Brown. That's a, that's a huge loss. That's a huge loss because Antonio Brown is a weapon. He's out with a knee injury, but Antonio Brown's a playmaker. He's a weapon. He can do a lot of things. So not having Antonio Brown in the mix definitely hurts the Buccaneers in this situation. It does. You know, because you want to have all your weapons possible. All the weapons possible. All the weapons on deck. I mean, you got the run game in Fournette and Ronald Jones, and you're going to need that run game in those adverse conditions, the snow. You're going to need Jones. You're going to need Fournette out there putting up some big-time numbers and doing what they did last week against New Orleans. That's what you're going to need. And obviously you got the big playmaking and, and Godwin and, and Mike Evans. You're going to need that. And maybe in this type of environment, you're going to need a guy like Gronk. You know, a guy straight ahead, straight forward, running his route, straight forward, a big guy, a lumber who can, who can make people, you know, can break tackles and things of that nature. That's what you might need in this particular situation. It's hard for me to bet against Tom Brady, but it's even harder for me to bet against Aaron Rodgers this season. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, again, elite 
playing MVP caliber football. So it's hard for me to bet against that. And I, I just, I can't, again, I, I can't see, like I said, I can't see Rodgers throwing the picks the way uh, uh, Breeze did. And Tampa Bay needed those turnovers. Now, I'm also going to say that this Packers defense is not as good as that Saints defense. That's for sure. So that part is going to be interesting. And the thing is, Tampa Bay cashed in on those turnovers, and they needed those turnovers. It wasn't like Brady was prolific on Sunday. He wasn't. 199 yards, 18 for 33, two touchdowns. He wasn't prolific. He protected the football, but he wasn't prolific. But again, what would it mean to Tom Brady at the age of 43 in a new environment, new team, to be able to take his team to the Super Bowl? That would mean a lot to Tom Brady. And, and that would be, you know, and I think Brady's going to continue on, but that would be a cherry on the Sunday. I, I mean, that, that would be the cherry on the Sunday. And, again, I think he's going to continue on past this year. I don't think this is it for Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady will continue on. Uh, Tom Brady is going to play as long as he can go. It's, it's that simple. As long as he can stay healthy enough, he's going to play. But at some point, we saw Drew Brees last week act his age. Drew Brees, 42 years old, he acted his age last week. Finally, with those three interceptions, you could argue the injuries were a part of that. But injuries come with age. So Brees acted his age. And now Brady, to this point, hasn't acted his age. And at some point in time, he will act 43. He will be 43, right? He's going to act 43, right? At some point in time, right? I don't know. It, It hasn't really happened this year. And it probably won't happen this week. Here's the thing. It's going to be a close game. It's definitely going to be a close game. These two teams, obviously, again, we've seen Tampa Bay have success against the Packers. One of the few teams to have success against the Packers this season. But, again, it's in Lambeau. Again, it is Aaron Rodgers playing at an elite level. Again, the running game is big time. It's just too much, I think, working against Tampa Bay for that for, for Brady to go in there and win. Would it shock me? No. Would I mind seeing it? No, I wouldn't mind seeing that. It's Tom Brady. It's history. History. It's cool to see an old man, you know, in terms of football, be able to do what Tom Brady is doing. That's special. Whether you hate Brady, love Brady, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan, but I like greatness, and I appreciate greatness. And watching Tom Brady is watching greatness, and I am appreciating what Tom Brady has brought to the table and brings to the table still at the age of 43. There's not many dudes who can do what Tom Brady's doing. TB12. There's not many people who can do it. It's not. So what he's doing, and Aaron Rodgers, even at 37, and the numbers that he's putting up is ridiculous at at his age. You know, so both of these guys aren't really acting their age at this point, and both of these guys are playing big-time football. Aaron Rodgers is just playing better football at this point. But both of these guys have had great years. Brady threw 40 touchdowns this season, right? So that, that's a big-time year. So when it's all said and done, in Lambeau, it's very difficult for me to bet against Brady, but I'm going to have to do it. In Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers, the year he's putting up, I, I think he's going to continue playing some big-time football and ultimately I got to go with the uh, the the Packers. I got to go with the Packers in this, but I think it's going to be a good game. Here's the key. It, you know, Tampa Bay had success running the football in their matchup, their first matchup between these two teams. They have to be able to do that. 
Tampa Bay caused some turnovers. They got to be able to do that. Cause turnovers against Saints. They got to be able to do that this week against Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a tall task to do it against Aaron Rodgers. Guys only have five interceptions this year. So that's not going to be easy to do. Might be impossible, but nothing's impossible. But we'll see what happens. But again, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers on uh, Sunday. We'll see what happens. Should be fun. So you got the other game in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Again, these two teams played in the regular season, and the Chiefs beat Buffalo in Buffalo 26-17. Chiefs ran for over 200 yards on the ground in that game. Over 200 yards on the ground in that particular game. And anytime you rush for 200-plus yards, it's hard for you to lose. It's hard to beat a team that rushes for 200 yards. It's hard. So I, I look at this particular game, and I look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a lot of success running the football back then. We'll see if they can have that success. If they have that success, it's not even going to be close. If they can have that kind of success on the ground again, it's not going to be close. But here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes is cleared. He's all good. He's ready to go, right? He's, he's good to go. You know, clear concussion protocol. So his head is all good. His head is right. But I'm concerned about that toe, right? You saw Patrick Mahomes in that game against the Cleveland Browns. He was favoring that toe a little bit. He was favoring it. And, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes has big-time arm talent, has big-time arm strength, so he can do a lot of different things without necessarily, you know, pushing off per se. You know, but at the end of the day, you saw him moving, and he wasn't moving great in that particular game when he had when he hurt his toe. He wasn't moving great. He wasn't gliding the way he was gliding. He usually glides. It wasn't as graceful, you know, as, as Patrick Mahomes usually is. So that is something to keep your mind on. Uh, your mind on and look at. Is his toe right? Is Patrick Mahomes' toe right? He says it is, and you would I wouldn't expect him to say anything else, but he said his toe is right. Right? He said he says his toe feels better. That's what he says. And and obviously he's not gonna say, well, my toe is not, you know, where it needs to be. I don't think he would say that. Why would you say something like that? You're gonna say, obviously, that everything is good, I'm all right, I'm I'm ready to go and put up a big time performance. But they need Mahomes to be Mahomes. And we saw what they did against the Browns. And, and you know, it was a close game at the end, 22 to 17, ultimately the Chiefs beat the Browns. But if you look at that game, it was 19 to 3 at halftime, 22 to 2, 22 to 10 when Patrick Mahomes went out with that injury. Patrick Mahomes doesn't go out with that injury. I think the Chiefs ultimately blow the Browns out. I really do. I, I don't think that game ends up as close as it was. I think ultimately. The Chiefs would have blew the Browns out in that particular game. But ultimately, you know, Mahomes went out with the concussion. Chad Henney came in. Chad Henney, you know, shaky at times, but solid at other times and ultimately made the plays necessary for the Kansas City Chiefs to advance, to move on. You know, and obviously that big fourth down call that Andy Reid made had the guts, man. That dude has some serious guts. But I was saying to myself, like, run the ball and just, you know, well, first of all, first of all, I was saying is go to the line, see if you can get draw them offside. If you don't, call the timeout, punt the ball away. You know, it's not going to be a lot of time left for Cleveland and, and see what happens from there. Let your defense hold it down. But Andy Reid went for it. He's like, you know what? I got the ball. It's in my hands. And I'm going to keep it in my hands. And that's what he did. Rolled Chad Henney out. Tyreek Hill made the catch. The rest is history. And Kansas City moves on. We look at Buffalo. There, there's no team maybe in football that's playing as well as the Buffalo Bills. There, there's not. They're not. 
I mean, this team, you know, has won eight straight since that situation, that Hail Mary with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins out there in Arizona, a game that they probably should have won, meaning the Buffalo Bills. So this team, you know, Buffalo not only, you know, finished the last uh, eight games, seven and eight. I mean, they won seven out of the last eight games, but they've beaten some good teams along the way. It's not like they're beating some scrubs. They beat some good teams along the way near the end of the season. And they beat Pittsburgh near the end of the season. I mean, that's a good team. You know, they beat Pittsburgh and, and you know, dominate, not with, they didn't dominate Pittsburgh. Was, you know, they, they, they maybe dominated Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. They dominated Pittsburgh. You know, they beat Seattle in, in, amongst that and during that time, you know. They beat some good football teams. And so they beat Miami last week of the season, a team that won 10 games. They beat some good football teams, the Buffalo Bills. So Buffalo is, again, might be playing the best football in the NFL at this point in time. They're hot. Josh Allen is making play after play after play. This dude, if if Aaron Rodgers wasn't putting up the numbers that he put up this year, you could say Josh Allen maybe could be the MVP this season. Guys put some big-time numbers. And he's made – he's ascended to this point. He's grew, he's grown, he's grown, he's grown, and ultimately he's turned – he's playing like an elite quarterback, right? Ultimately, in order to be elite, you got to do it over a period of time. But if you look at this season, Josh Allen is playing elite football, elite football. 13-3, and he led the Bills team to – again, any other year, that could be the number one seed, right? But Josh Allen is playing some elite football. Dude is playing elite football and, and putting up some big-time numbers. And, again, one of the reasons the Buffalo Bills are here, right here, right now. That's one of the reasons is the play of Josh Allen. This dude, again, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, again, over 4,000 yards, 4,500 yards to be exact, uh, 45, 44 to be exact. I mean, the dudes put up some big-time numbers. Now, Coming into this game, obviously, when you look at it, if all things are equal, Patrick Mahomes is right, the head is right, the foot is right, ultimately he was clear for the concussion, but if the foot's right, the head's right, and that offense is flowing, I don't think there's anybody beating the Kansas City Chiefs. But there is, if there is a team in the AFC that can beat the Kansas City Chiefs, it's this Buffalo Bills football team because they can score with anybody. And what an addition Stephon Diggs was. I mean – my goodness, the dude has come over, you know, 1,535 yards receiving, putting up some big-time numbers, led the league in receiving yards. I mean, the dude is putting up some big-time numbers and, and helped elevate this offense, right? They, they needed that number one wide receiver to come in and be elite and be number one and put up big-time numbers. And Stephon Diggs did just that. I mean, look at his numbers, 127 receptions, 1,535. Uh, eight touchdowns. I mean, the numbers are eye-popping. They're off the charts. They're huge. And, and Stephon Diggs arguably played like one of the best wide receivers in football this year. So him coming to Buffalo helped Josh Allen, helped that offense become elite, helped elevate that offense, and helped Buffalo be in the position that they are right now. An opportunity one game away, 60 minutes away from playing in the Super Bowl. Now, now, here's the thing. And you look at the AFC right now, right? 
we could be in a situation for years to come. Whether Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, Josh Allen in Buffalo, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. You know, these three guys, and you know, Justin Herbert looks the part. I mean, coming up in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. But man, we're talking about right now, right here, right now, three guys, you know, Mahomes is one an MVP. Jackson is one an MVP. And you could argue if Josh Allen was playing in any other season, he could be an MVP. But, you know, those guys, Allen, uh, not Allen, Jackson and Mahomes won MVPs, and Josh Allen is playing like an MVP. You look at these guys, man, with Buffalo, with Kansas City, with, with the Ravens, these guys could be battling it out for years to come, these, these three guys. Fighting it out for Super Bowl supremacy in the you know, for supremacy in the AFC and ultimately for opportunities to get to the Super Bowl. These three guys, Mahomes, Jackson, and Allen. And, and, and you look at it, I mean, Jackson and Allen, they went at it. And that game, you know, Jackson had some struggles. Ultimately, the win was a factor in that game. But ultimately, Jackson went out with a concussion. And, and the rest is history. Buffalo was able to win 17-3. to uh, three. So looking at this game, let, let's, let's focus on this game now. Again, we can look at the regular season matchup. It's just something to look at, but that's not gonna that's not necessarily gonna guide my thinking, but it's something to look at. You look at it, and again, Kansas City was able to run the full, run the football. Edward Hilaire, you know, had a big time game, 161 yards on the ground, ultimately rushed for over 200 yards above uh, the uh, Chiefs as a whole. And so th- that could be your guiding principle there. That 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 could lead you, that could guide you, but it's not. I think I let's look at it this way. And again, I said this before, I'll say it again. If the Chiefs are healthy, and when I say healthy, I mean Patrick Mahomes. If he's right, if he's right, nobody's beating this Kansas City Chiefs team. Nobody. And and and, and I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stand on that. If he is right, if Patrick Mahomes is completely right, if that toe is completely right, no one's beating this Kansas City Chiefs team except maybe the Buffalo Bills, except maybe the Buffalo Bills. I have some questions, and I'm a little concerned about Mahomes and that toe. I'm concerned because I didn't like the way he was moving. I'm concerned. I have concerns. I have concerns. But, again, and here's also the thing with the NFL. You know, sometimes, you know, if the team is hot, sometimes teams are able to ride that hotness that wave, if you will, all the way to the Super Bowl. Buffalo Bills look like look that part. They, they look like a team that could do just that. Ride that wave all the way to the Super Bowl. The way they ended the season, the how well they played near the end of the season, eight straight victories for this football team at this point. And the way they're playing, they could ride that wave of all the way to the Super Bowl. They do have a feel about it. Buffalo does have a feel. Right, you you, you almost want to sing the song. You almost want to say, "I got a feeling that the Bills gonna make it to the Super Bowl." It's not the first time I had the feeling. I mean, you 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 want to sing that song when you look at the Buffalo Bills. You want to sing that song because they have that feel. They have that feel with the way they're playing. You 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 you, you feel that. You feel that energy. You feel that possibly it could be their time, their moment, their opportunity. You feel it. You feel it. But 
it might be just gas, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it could just be gas. You know, just because you got a feeling don't mean that feeling is right. And, you know, I can go with my feel, but I can go with my mind. You know, you, you always don't want to make decisions with, with you know, sometimes you, you can go get right and be right making decisions with your emotions, right? Sometimes it works out in your favor. You know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to, I'm going to, it's in my head. It's in my mind. I, I feel like this is the way to go. Sometimes you can go that. And then sometimes you got to think things out. You, you got to sit down. You got to crunch numbers and look at this and look at that and, and pay attention to this and pay attention to that. Right. You got to do some of those things sometimes. And, you know, I just I just I just, just like I can't see Aaron Rodgers losing to Brady in Lambeau. I can't see Patrick Mahomes losing to the Buffalo Bills in Kansas City. But here's also the thing at Arrowhead. Here's also the thing. You look at Kansas City, right? You look at Patrick Mahomes. He should have been to the Super Bowl two years ago against the Patriots. I mean, if the guy, D4, doesn't go off sides there in that particular situation, they had to pick, they stopped him, they could have went to the Super Bowl that particular year, right? And it's, again, Patrick Mahomes shouldn't be losing if he's right, if he's healthy. Here's what I'll say. I, if, again, I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs, but I will say this. I will say this. If Mahomes ain't 100%, that could be a problem. Just something to pay attention to. So when it's all said and done, to me, it's going to be Rodgers, Mahomes, in the Super Bowl, out there in Tampa Bay, and we'll see what happens. It would be, you know, it would be cool, Brady and Mahomes. You know, Mahomes, the young gun, the young upstart, against Tom Brady, the aging legend, the legend. You know, it could be a passing of the torch, if you will, if you got a, a Brady and Mahomes, a Chiefs against a Buccaneers Super Bowl, that would be a passing of the torch, if you will, especially if Mahomes gets the victory. But Brady ain't ready to pass that torch. He ain't. I, I will say this. Here, here's a, 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 you know, maybe something you can compare Brady to. Joe Montana. You know, you remember Joe Montana, the great Joe Montana, late in his career. He made, he went from San Francisco to the Kansas City Chiefs. Joe Montana. You know, had some impressive victories. They went into Houston, beat that, you know, that big-time defense, Buddy Ryan's big-time defense, Warren Moon, and all those guys in Houston. Ultimately, they went to the AFC Championship game. In that AFC Championship game, Joe Montana was knocked out and by the Buffalo Bills, ultimately lost to the Buffalo Bills. But it was late in Joe Montana's career. He's a legend, and he went to, uh, you know, to a team late in his career, Right. And Brady, again, same situation on some level. Tom Brady, all the to all those years with the New England Patriots, all those numbers, all those chips, six Super Bowls, obviously, nine Super Bowl appearances, all the greatness, all the great things Tom Brady has done. I mean, many people believe Joe Montana is the GOAT. And some people out there, and there's a lot of people who believe Tom Brady was the GOAT. But before Tom Brady did what Tom Brady was doing, a lot of people said Joe Montana was the GOAT. Right? Now... Now, I mean, after six Super Bowls, nine Super Bowls appearance, nine Super Bowl appearances, to me, Tom Brady is the goat. I don't think you can really argue. Well, you can argue. Joe Montana is four zero in Super Bowl play. You can argue it, right? It, you can argue. It's almost like, in some respect, not, and I don't think this is a perfect comparison, but LeBron and Jordan, Jordan six and zero in NBA Finals play, and LeBron, you know, four was it four and seven? What's LeBron? Four and seven in the finals play, something like that. Um, 
Maybe it could be four and eight. I don't know off the top of my head. But LeBron in finals play, and, and you know, he's been there a bunch of times, right? But he didn't win every time. And Brady's been to the Super Bowl a bunch of times, six, six times. I mean, nine times, won six out of uh, nine times, right? Six and three. So, I mean, it's not the perfect comparison, but it is a comparison nonetheless. But anyway, people thought Joe Montana was the GOAT before Brady did the things that he is doing and done. But, uh, uh, and, and hey, if you have if, if Brady gets to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, right? Come on, you can't argue no more. The argument is done. It's done. Don't talk about it no more. We ain't gonna talk about it no more. We ain't gonna have a conversation about it no more. It's over. Tom Brady's to go. If you have any doubts, if he even if he gets to the Super Bowl, even if Brady gets to the Super Bowl, the, the, the argument's over. As far as I'm concerned, it's over now. But argument's definitely over. At the age of 43, 43, this ain't 34, this is 43, right? This ain't 23, this is 43. You're not supposed to be able to do the things that Tom Brady is doing at the age of 43. You're not. It's impossible. Seems impossible on the surface. You're not supposed to. Your body, first of all, your body ain't really meant to play football at the age of 23. You think, and it's definitely not meant to play football that year. Your body's definitely not meant to play football at the age of 43. So think about that. Think about that, right? So if you had any arguments, your arguments will be over if Tom Brady gets them to the Super Bowl this year. It'll be over. So again, I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going with the Packers. But don't get me wrong. Don't. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be surprised or amazed if it ends up being the Bills and the Buccaneers. I would Because these two teams, uh, you know, Buffalo is a good football team. You win 13 games in a regular season, you're a good football team. You win eight games in a row, you're a good football team. You, you beat a bunch of good football teams throughout the course of the year, you're a good football team. Tampa Bay, they're a good football team. You go into New Orleans and beat the Saints, you're a good football team. You know, you're, you, you go into Washington, a game you should win, I'm not going to say you're a good football team because of that, but you're still a good football team. And so Tampa Bay is here for a reason. Buffalo is there. Buffalo is here for a reason as well. And whether these teams are good enough to be able to get over the hump and beat the Packers, beat the Chiefs, is going to be interesting. They're going to have to play their one, you know, maybe one of their best games of the season if they want to get this W. They're going to have to play, you know, maybe their best football. And again, these we've seen these teams play good football out the, throughout the course of the year. We've seen Tampa Bay blow out the Packers. We've seen Buffalo dominate, you know, dominate the Steelers. We've seen it. So, because we've seen it, and because we've seen this team play, these teams play at high levels. It wouldn't be a shocker if they went into those respective buildings, Buffalo into Arrowhead and Tampa Bay into Lambeau. And win those games, we wouldn't be shocked. I, I don't think there would be anybody that would be shocked or amazed or surprised. So we'll see what happens. It, it's going to be fun. I, I know that. It, it's going to be fun. And, you know, it's going to be some good football. And I, and I think we're going to have some close games. And divisional round was fun. And this is going to be fun. So, you know, buckle up. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, because we're going to have some good football this weekend. And 
this is what you want. And we could have a snowy situation in Lambeau. Man, that'd be cool. That would be cool. A, a, a snowy situation in Lambeau. I mean, we've seen Brady in snow before. You know, remember the tuck, the tuck rule game? We've seen Brady do some things in the snow before, right? We've seen Brady, out of, you know, unfortunately, out of Vinatieri isn't walking through that door. But we've seen Brady do some things in, you know, in the snow. We've seen it. So, and obviously we've seen Aaron Rodgers do some things in the snow. So we've seen both of these guys do some amazing things in the snow. We'll see if they, we'll see who does more of the amazing things come Sunday. It should be fun. I want to go to the NBA now. The big three in Brooklyn, Harden, Kyrie, KD, Kevin Durant. You know, we saw it for the first time against the Cavaliers the other night, Wednesday night, double overtime. I mean, that was a beautiful game. You know, we, 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 we came in with the thought, hey, Kevin Durant's the star, James Harden's the star, Kyrie Irving's the star. But you know who was the biggest star on that night? Colin Sexton. Yeah, Colin Sexton, who's averaging 27 points this season for the Cavaliers. Colin Sexton, who went 16 for 29. In that game, Colin Sexton, who scored 20 straight points for the Cavaliers in those overtimes. Colin Sexton, who ended up with a career-high 42 points in the Cavaliers' 147-135 double overtime victory over the Brooklyn Nets. That, Colin Sexton. He was the star of the game. He, we, we, we went in with Harden's the star. We went in with Kyrie's the star. We went in with KD's the star. But ultimately, Sexton was the biggest star on that night in Cleveland. And we look at now, we look at this big three together. This big three together, you know, obviously guys who are all walking buckets. Kyrie Irving is a walking bucket. Kevin Durant is a walking bucket. James Harden is a walking bucket. So these dudes are walking buckets. At any point, at any time, at any moment, these dudes can drop 40. They can come in and drop 40 at any time. And, and for these guys, it ain't hard because of their abilities to score the basketball. James Harden, James Harden to some, maybe the greatest scorer in league history. And, and in a, his ability to score it. Kyrie Irving, a guy with you know big-time handle, can get any and every shot that he wants. Kevin Durant, a seven-footer, can get any and every shot that he wants. So you got three dudes who can get any and every shot that they want. That's special. That's special. And that is going to be hard to stop and difficult to stop, especially come playoff time. When when the game slows down and buckets aren't as easy to get as they are in the regular season. So come playoff time, a guy like Kyrie, who's a walking bucket, you're struggling. Kyrie could have run. Come playoff time, you're struggling. James Harden could have run. Come playoff time, you're struggling. Kevin Durant could have run. So you got three guys at any moment, any time, that can erupt. And on you know, Wednesday night, I mean, we saw guys erupt on, on some level. I mean, Kyrie Irving, guy who's missed seven games for a bunch of different reasons, personal reasons and, and, and you know, health and protocol reasons. Well, Kyrie Irving came back and shot, you know, 15 for 28, 37 points. You know, he went head-to-head with, with, with uh, Colin Sexton in that game. 
and Kyrie put up big-time numbers. Also in that game, Kevin Durant ended up with 38 points. Kevin Durant ended up with 38 points in that game. 38. So Kyrie gave you 37. Kevin Durant gave you 38. And James Harden messed around and gave you a triple-double. So those three guys put up some big-time numbers. Big-time numbers. What, 38, 37, 5, 75, darn near what? 96 points out of these dudes. You got 96 points out of these guys. So getting that 96 points is huge. I have concerns. My concerns on the defensive end. My concerns on the defensive end with this team. <coughs> Excuse me. Their ability to be able to defend. I have concerns there. And I don't know if whether that defense is going to be good enough. You got guys who are an elite who are elite scorers, but you don't have guys who are elite defenders. And you could argue the way the Nets were constructed before this trade, they might have been better suited. When you have a Jared Allen there, who they gave up in the trade, you know, a Torian Prince, another guy who can defend, a Karis LeVert, you know, a, a guy who can give you buckets. You know, you gave up those guys. And ultimately, you know, in giving up guys and, and bringing it to James Harden, you do change the dynamic of the team. And you do question whether or not they'll have enough defense. Let me get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. This team can outscore anybody and be perfectly fine. You know, Steve Nash is the coach, but guess who's his assistant? Mike D'Antoni. And Mike D'Antoni has never been a guy who's ever been really about defense. Never really been about defense. But you got, uh, you know, you got guys, obviously, um, and Durant and Harden and Irving, none of these guys are big-time defenders. So you, you wonder what that's going to look like. And, and you wonder if there if there's enough balance with this team. You know, obviously you need defenders. You need defenders. You need guys that can defend as well, right? I mean, you can outscore teams, but ultimately as the game slows down to the playoffs and, and, and maybe guys have off nights, you're going to need to be able to defend. You're going to be able. You're going to need to be able to limit teams. Now, in today's NBA, with with the way the rules are constructed and the way you can't really defend the way you used to, you can't put your hands on guys. You know, it, it is a little more. It's, it is difficult. It's not as easy. But here's the thing: you you look at right. We look at the Miami Big Three, and I'm not comparing the two, but to look at the Miami Big Three, D Wade and LeBron can play defense. Chris Bosh can. These guys can defend. We're not calling James Harden the greatest defender. We're not calling Kyrie Irving the greatest defender. We're not calling Kevin Durant the greatest defender. You know, but but Wade was a two-way – Wade could be a two-way player. LeBron's a two-way player. And Bosh can be a two-way player. So we look at that and we look at this this big three. Uh, are these guys really two-way players? You know, we obviously we know James Harden. We, we never accused him of being the greatest defender. Right? We never accused James Harden to be the greatest defender out there. So you wonder, can these guys 
be two-way players the way those big three in Miami was. And also you have to keep this in mind. With the way the schedule is set up, you know, there's a lot of back-to-backs, you know, a lot of, you know, five games, seven nights, you know, a lot of those type of situations there in the NBA now because of the way your schedule is set up and ultimately they want to be able to get through the season. You're not going to be able to have the practice time to to integrate certain things and and be able to get that comfort level and be able to sort some things out on the practice courts. So these guys on some level could be doing this thing on the fly in terms of figuring things out and, and, and figuring each other out. It's, it's not like the Miami Big Three, when they came together in 2011, they came together, right? And when they all came together, they all came together, they came together at the beginning of the season and ultimately were able to work their way through. Now, they didn't win that season. They lost to the Mavericks in the NBA Finals. They did. But, but, and, and they were trying to figure things out. And ultimately, they figured it out. They figured out the following year, D-Wade took that backseat. LeBron stepped up, elevated, and LeBron did what LeBron did. And ultimately, LeBron won two championships with Miami. And they got two championships with that big three. Now, you look at this big three. And... Again, not the practice time you could need to, to get right and get acclimated with each other. You're not going to get it. So this big three is going to be a little different, and it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know if, they're, if they win it this year. I, I don't know if they, they get out of the East this year. Maybe they do. Because, again, with that level of offensive talent, guys might just figure it out. KD and, 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 and Duran and, and, and uh, Harden. And uh, Irving, they might just figure this thing out because of, you know, that level of talent. Those guys have, you know, highly talented, highly skilled, very good players, great players. So that they, great players can figure things out. And maybe these guys can just figure it out. And, and Steve Nash, this, this is going to be a difficult thing for him. You know, first time coaching. I know he's a great player, but this is his first time coaching. And you're coaching some personalities here. You know, Kyrie Irving is, is a guy who can be a difficult personality, right? Mike D'Antoni, he knows James Harden, so there's a relationship there. But Kyrie is a guy, you know, we we, we saw that, you know, he, he went off uh, during that whole situation, you know, and, and guys didn't know where he was at. Management's like, yo, Kyrie, we, we don't know what's going on. He didn't tell us. He didn't tell us what was going on. We didn't know what was going on at the time. But ultimately, Kyrie came back and, you know, he had that press conference. And, you know, obviously, he maybe was going through some things. And, hey, we all go go through things. And, you know, sometimes we need mental health moments. And it appeared that Kyrie needed a mental health moment. He needed that that time away to get right, get his mind right. Maybe he needed to get around family, get out, you know, get insulated with some family, hang out with some family. That's maybe what he needed. That's what he got. That's what he got. And it might be what he needed. Because you know, you did see after he he got around some family, he came around and 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 you know stumped, jumped right back on the court and scored thirty seven points. So maybe he needed that time away. And that, there is that song, right? Everybody needs a little time away. I heard they say from each other, right, right. So maybe Kyrie needed that moment, that time away from everybody to get his mind right, to get his body right, get everything right. You know, you gotta get your mind right, you gotta get your spirit right. And ultimately, you got to be able to go out there and perform. But sometimes you need that moment. And and just, and, you know, we, we, we sometimes forget, right? 
we, we, we sometimes forget that these dudes are, I mean, Kyrie Irving is 28 years old. So let's think about your 28-year-old self. And your 28-year-old self out there making all that money. And with money comes responsibility. And, and as Biggie and them said, the more money, sometimes the more problems. So with that money comes responsibility. With, with, with that money, you know, you got people tugging at you. You got people bothering you. You got long-lost cousins and, you know, bothering you. And, and long-lost brothers and sisters bothering you. You got all those people and individuals and stuff bothering you. And you're, you're in front of microphones all the time. And your life isn't as private as you want it to be. That's difficult. You're on a big stage where millions upon millions are watching you on a daily basis. Watch you whether you're on social media, watch you on the court, watch you outside the court, right? They're watching. With social media and all these different things out there, your level of privacy is not the same. So there's obviously you're on a big stage. And when people see you on that big stage, they expect you to act and conduct yourself in a certain manner, in a certain way. And that's not always possible every single time because you're human. And to be human is to be, you know, flawed. It's, it, it's to be flawed. You're a flawed individual. We are all flawed on some, in some way, shape, or form. We all got some things, deficiencies. We all got something wrong with us. We do. So sometimes we forget that these people are human. Sometimes we just think he's number two for the Brooklyn Nets. Instead of thinking, that's a man, that's a person, that's an individual who has issues, problems, and situations like all of us, who needs mental health days like all of us. So, you know, I know he has a responsibility. I know he makes millions of dollars. I I, I know all those things. I, I, I get it. But at the end of the day, if your mental health isn't right, you got to find ways to get your mental health right. And ultimately for Kyrie, maybe it took that time for him to get his mental health right. And maybe now that his mental health is right, maybe he can go be even better on that basketball court, perform even better, and do bigger and better things going forward. Maybe. Maybe. You know, it happens. And he said he's committed. He said in the press conference he's committed. Obviously, he wants to play. He wants to be on that court. I know Stephen A. Smith said he should retire. I mean, I I think that was a little hyperbole. I thought that was a little just that's a little out there. I mean, I I mean, I don't think the dude should retire. I think the dude just had a moment. And again, we forget sometimes when we get in our forties, we we think you know with our forty year old self instead of thinking you know our when we were twenty, thinking when we were in our twenties and our twenty eight year old self, our twenty eight year old self shouldn't be thinking about. Or thinking the same way our 40-plus-year-old self should be thinking. So obviously, the older you get, the more wisdom you gather. The more wisdom you gather, the better you be. And the hope is, with Kyrie at the age of 28, maybe he'll get more wisdom. Who knows? You know, I mean, he's 28, but over time, he'll gain more wisdom, gain more knowledge, and become a better person. It ain't easy. I I can only imagine being 20-some-odd years old with millions upon millions of dollars in my bank account. I can only imagine the, all the temptations at that, that's out there, all the people tugging and grabbing at, grabbing at you out there, all that. 
being in front of a microphone week in and week out, day in and day out. I mean, that, that stuff has to be annoying over time. There's probably moments like, I ain't for it today. I'm not for it today. I know I, this is what I signed up for, but man, I'm not for it today. Fame cost. You know, you, fame cost. And again, forget it. You know, we, we forget sometimes. We forget that these dudes are human beings. We forget how we used to act at, in our 20s, at the age of 28. We forget in our thought process and how flawed it was at the age of 28. We forget. Don't be one of these dudes who gets 40 and think, you know what? Man, I can't believe that dude's acting like that. He's got all this, he's got all that, and he's acting a fool. Just think about how maybe you would act if you had all that money, all that fame, all that power. Right? Think about it. You got 70-year-old men, you know, in, in Congress, you know, who got all this power who don't know how to act. Right? So th- think about that. So power, we not we're not all responsible with our power. It's just the reality. We're not all responsible with our power. So I'm about to get out of here now. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. You know, we're back here each and every Friday at 7 o'clock. So come on in, you know, like, subscribe, support the channel. Got a lot of great videos out here on a daily basis. So make sure you're liking, make sure you're subscribing, and make sure you're supporting this channel. It's Go For It. We'll be back next week talking sports and having a little fun doing it. And ultimately, when it's all said and done, I made my prediction. You know, I, I mean, I'm not telling you to bet it because I wouldn't tell you that because I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But I'm going with. I'm going with uh, Rodgers and the Packers, and I'm going with Mahomes and the Chiefs in championship weekend. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. For everybody here, go for it. You know, Stay safe. Stay COVID-free. Do what you got to do to survive and live your life like it's golden. See you later. Take care.